Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Good day, Austin, Texas, live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. I tell you, today we have a packed, packed, packed phone line. We have uh, Yankee Marshall on the phone. We have the Olivers, bodyotactical.com on the phone. We also have Never Enough Ammo on the phone. And we're talking about bringing all these groups together. We're talking about doing something big in the state of Texas. Going to talk about that and a whole bunch more. But before we get to that, man, we just came from an exciting event. Um, it was tame. It was tame. It was tame. It was. It was a, it was a nice event. It was a neighborhood association. Yes. Because uh, uh, we got the invite by way of the neighborhood association. And what they wanted to do was talk about politics and the election. And we had our state representative, Gina Hinojosa. Um, and it was just an early vote, early voting thing for the upcoming election on the constitutional amendments. Right. So we had a, yeah. So, you know, the state rep was there and it kind of started off kind of rocky. Just a little bit. A little bit. Did you feel uncomfortable a little bit, Ryan? I wasn't completely uncomfortable, but I, Michael probably should have felt uncomfortable. Me? Why? <laughs> Why would I feel uncomfortable? They wanted to kick you out, didn't they? Because <laughs> they <were>. <laughs> <laughs> at first they were trying to kick me out of the meeting. But I tell you, the homeowners were actually nice people. They were very nice. They were very polite, very cordial. They were very welcoming, great hostess. Yes. You know. But the state representative did not want me at this meeting. She wanted me to leave. She felt very uncomfortable, and I think it threw off her game just a little bit. Just slightly. She was... But that's forgot okay. one part of... Yeah, well, there's okay. one problem. I was the only black guy in the room, so it's kind of hard to kick out the only black guy in the room. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I was definitely going to call him out on that. And I say, well, you know, and it, it, the meeting ended by this one guy that was standing on the side, and he said that, what did he say? He said we needed inclusion. We needed inclusion, and we needed to start working together across party lines, getting people to work together. Wow, and I said, I'll drink to that. <laughs> so, yeah, so it was actually a pretty... Funny little event there that happened in, in Austin, Texas, probably about an hour or so ago. All right, but let's talk guns. So I want to talk guns. We have uh, on the phone, we have the Olivers, bodybyotactical.com. Olivers, welcome to Come and Talk It. How you doing, man? How y'all doing today? Outstanding. So you, I know you guys call yourselves, I know your, your last name is the Oliver, is Oliver. So what's your first name? Well, um, 
we kind of keep that uh, uh, keep that out of there, just like that, so we can focus on the idea. So, but everybody calls me Oliver Kingdom. Everybody dresses me as O. My mom even calls me O. So. All right, awesome. All right, so Oliver Kingdom, Body by O Tactical. And so you guys are based out of what? Uh, like Dallas. Out of right Dallas, Dallas, Texas. And so what do you guys do up there in Dallas with Body by O Tactical? Well, we do everything from, like, fitness to firearms, home defense, self-defense, you name it, we take care of it. And, and the reason I came upon you guys, I remember one day you guys were talking guns and sex. So, you know, I'm all about lipping and lapping, slipping and slapping, jigging and jabbing and, and adding some guns and sex in there. So, and I yeah. kind of piqued my interest. <laughs> guns and sex, they, they, it's actually a, a tension getter because everybody likes guns and hopefully everybody likes sex as well. Oh, yeah. We're trying to get everybody to like guns is the issue. So, but we got everybody likes sex. We got to get everybody like guns. Absolutely, because uh, you know people say that you know we, we you know the gun the pro gun community they're just not having enough sex, and I say no, that's not true. As the gun community, oh, I make the difference. I make the difference. We have more than anybody else. I think. I, I think we do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, absolutely. So, what do you guys focus on? Body by O Tactical. Well, we focus on the the the, the whole the whole man. I say we say whole man loosely, but um, fitness. We do fitness a lot simply because in order to defend yourself, you have to be physically fit. A lot of people don't pay attention to it, but in that moment of fight or flight, you really have to be in shape, like really to really get the, the, the objective or the mission or get rid of the threat, per se. I'll say it like that, or neutralize the threat. A lot of people don't understand that. You've got to be able to run, jump, skip, and then shoot if necessary. So we do all of it, fitness, diet, personal defense, home defense. Uh, we even train law enforcement. We do it all. Nice. Okay, so we're gonna get some. We're gonna get into that a little more. Uh, but let me introduce uh, my other guest. All right. So we have Never Enough Ammo. He's a YouTuber. Welcome to Come and Talk It, sir. How you doing today, Michael? Man, I'm doing outstanding. I, I tell you, I I was watching your your v, your YouTube uh, channel. And someone, well, actually I had like two or three people came into the shop and say, hey, Michael, you got to contact this guy, uh, Never Enough Ammo, uh, and, and, and listen to his YouTube channel because he has a lot of good stuff to say. And also, he's got a rally he's trying to put together. I said, a rally? What are we trying to rally for? Well, we're trying to get all the gun groups together and do this huge rally in November. I said, man, you know I love to praise the Lord and pass the ammunition, so we definitely got to do some of that. So, uh, never enough ammo. Welcome to come and talking and tell everybody about yourself. Oh uh, well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I'm just, uh, I'm just, uh, I'm just a guy from Texas, uh, down in Brownsville right now, born and raised in Dallas, and um, you know, I like guns. Everybody likes guns. Everybody should like guns. <laughs> and um, yeah, no, about eight years ago, I started doing YouTube videos, uh, just simple little stuff, talking to an audience of probably you know, ten people at first, and uh, it's grown a little bit since then. I do. Uh, weekly podcast and stuff and you know i uh I, I wanted to put something together because you know once again uh we, we we have people going after our gun rights with this new uh house bill this hr 3999 where they want to try and define what the rate of fire is on a semi-automatic firearm mm. and uh you know and and and, and they want to try and limit that and legislate that and and it's a very open-ended bill and it surprised me that nine republicans were sponsoring this bill um, and, you know, I remember back after uh, the Sandy Hook tragedy and, and all the gun rights attacks we were going off, uh, having to deal with back then, 
you know, we, we managed to do a lot of good things by contacting representatives and, and a lot of other stuff. But one of the one of the most beautiful things I saw at that particular time in, in March 2013 is we managed to all get together at every state capital across the country to rally for our gun rights. And it was it was the, the biggest uh, display I had ever seen of unity in the gun community, um, even if the other side tried to play it off and say it didn't matter. You know, every single state capital in, in the country, uh, and I was there down there in Austin, um, you know, got together and, and with one good unified voice said, no, no, shall not be infringed means something. And, and I want to make that happen again. And, you know, I understand it's short notice. I think last time we had about seven weeks to plan that rally, and now we're looking at a little over two <laughs> to Man, try I, and do something similar. I think we can do it. We can do it in two weeks and definitely make it a huge event. We can definitely get the media there. Um, I think all, you know, this is, this, we're calling out to all the, all the activists out there, all the leaders. You talk about OCT, right? Call them out. Go ahead. Call them out. Well, yeah, no, and, and I put in emails to a lot of these organizations. Anyway, I have contacted uh, OCT. Um, I've contacted the uh, Texas uh, Rifle Association. In fact, I've got a friend who is uh, a member of theirs on the board, so I've been talking to him. Um, I've uh, even I've even put out a, uh, an email to a bunch of my good friends over there that run uh, Texas Gun Talk um, that I've been you know on their forums for years and years and years. And uh, we're trying to spread the message to all the members over there. Um, you know, I, I'm just trying to get it out as much as possible. You know, uh, at the same time, also because, you know, uh, the YouTube thing, a, a lot of my audience isn't just in Texas. I'm all over the place. So I'm trying to get other people to take up the torch in their states as well, um, you know, by just uh, trying to advertise it, you know, you know on, on there and give a date and tell everybody what we should expect and that kind of thing, trying to find point men all over the country in every state. And I've managed to find a few here and there. I've got a few states covered. Um, but of course, my, my main effort is going to be focused in Texas, obviously. Um, but yeah, I, I want to call all these people out. I mean, this is this is the time to stand up and do something. I mean, we've got groups out there like Antifa, you know, and and they can manage to organize thousands of people on 48 hours notice to mm. go and protest at some pro-Trump rally somewhere. And and you know, we should be able to do the same thing, you Cause, know. Because now's and, the time we need to draw that line in the sand and say, hey, this is not going to happen. Not on my watch. Not doing my generation. We're not going to allow anyone to actually uh, put any restrictions on our Second Amendment. Absolutely. All right, so but, let, that, but, hold, but hold that thought. Uh, hold that thought. Let me bring it to the conversation. Uh, the Yankee Marshall on line nine. Yankee Marshall. Now, he's also on YouTube. And Yankee, sometimes uh, some people get a little upset, but I like Yankee Marshall because he tells it like it is. You know, it doesn't matter. It, this is this is not about being a Republican. It's not about being a Democrat. It's not being a, about being a Libertarian. It's not being about being a Green Party. This is about the Second Amendment. So let me bring into the conversation Yankee Marshall. Welcome to Come and Talk It, sir. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. All right, so what do you think? We're going to have this big, huge uh, event in November. Are you going to help us out a little bit there, Yankee? Yeah, I'm going to do everything I can. Uh, I mean, I'm going to uh, appeal to the people that are a little bit smarter than me to try to get it rolling in my state and the states adjoining me, and I will definitely show up if they will have me. And so tell the people about you, who you are, what you do, and actually what state you're in. Uh, well, I am in Washington State. I don't do a whole lot. Uh, semi-retired, older guy myself. But uh, I try to produce videos on YouTube that are pro-Second Amendment. Oops, I'm getting a lot of feedback here. Okay, yeah, yeah, and you, and you do you do well. You do a lot. You actually you got some really funny videos there, 
And sometimes people get a little upset with you because, uh, and I'll let Justin, you know, ask that question. Hey, this is Justin with Lone Star Gun Rights. I'm actually a YouTuber and I also um, the legislative director for Lone Star Gun Rights here. And uh, I've been a fan of yours for a while. Uh, and I, I know we had you on the show a while back. I don't know if you remember that or not, but we had you on the show probably a year and a half ago, maybe. Yeah, it was quite a while back. <clears throat> yeah, it was a while back. But uh, I like a lot of your recent stuff, like, for instance, the the, the dividing the gun community one. Mm. Uh, and the reason why this really hits home for me is because we do a lot of legislative st uh, work here. So we come in contact with other gun rights organizations that are also doing legislative work. But the thing is, they're there for we're, we're another non non compromised organization. You know, if, if, if there's somebody that's trying to make deals with us or trying to tell us there's a reason we can't do this or we can't do that or we're not being reasonable. What the way we operate is we let our members know, you know what I'm saying? We let our members sort that out. That's the way gun rights organizations should work. They should let you know where the roadblocks are. So. There's other organizations that are just there just to, just to get something done. You know what I'm saying? So basically, they're they're undermining yeah. the work that we're there doing because we're trying to get the whole apple, and they're there just saying, hey, we'll just take just the skin. You know what I'm saying? Well, so and, and they tell yeah. us that we're dividing the gun community, and they're always wanting to know why we can't why we can't get along. And it's like, well, like, like you said in your video, I'm not going to align with traders. <laughs> but when they say when you can't get along, they're more like what they're actually saying is, why can't you play the game? Why can't we compromise? Is, let's give a little ground. No. Let's use that, that, that giveaway to fundraise for more money so that we can later give a little bit more ground and then fundraise for some more money. Yes, and we do not do that. So, And, that, and, and it, that's why this one really hit home to me because you, you're right. I mean, they keep saying that we're the ones dividing the gun community. But the thing is, the gun community is already already divided. You can't get any of us to agree on all, you know the same stuff. No, I carry a freaking revolver. Nobody, nobody agrees with me on every gun thing. Well, Mike will. But here's yeah, here's yeah, I agree thing. with you on carrying a the revolver. There's nothing wrong with carrying a revolver. <laughs> so you just you tell them to leave you alone on that one. <laughs> but here's the thing: if if someone's greatest defense against your statement is that oh you're being divisive, then they have no argument because division always exists. And the, one of the main re, one of the main reasons uh, we maintain civility is so that we can disagree civilly civility doesn't mean we all just pretend to agree and if the best argument you could have against someone like you that says no compromise or someone like me that says no compromise is oh well you're dividing people well then the person saying that is the person who's playing the game all right Absolutely. so all right so we're talking with oliver kingdom from body tactical.com we're also talking with never enough ammo uh, I tell you, he's a YouTuber. You got to listen to him. Also, we have on the phone the Yankee Marshall. We're talking about the Second Amendment. If you think that you're going to walk into the state of Texas and you're going to tell us that you're going to ban a firearm or you're going to ban a firearm part, let me tell you something. Come and take it because I'm going to answer the door with my bullets first. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talkin'. Hello, this is Gerald Darty, and I'm the Precinct 3 County Commissioner here in Travis County, and you're listening to Come and Talk It. Fantastic! Your next chance at $1,000 is tomorrow at 7 a.m. on Talk 1370.
Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. That's right. So if you think you're going to walk into the state of Texas and you're going to ban or confiscate one of our firearms or a firearm part, I, I dare you. Come and take it. I'm declaring Texas as a firearm freedom state from this point on. That's right. Texas is now a firearms freedom state. That means you're not going to steer away from the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment, when we defend it, it will defend. We can actually protect everything else. Once we protect the Second Amendment, we can use that to protect all of our other constitutional rights. So let me bring back into the conversation um, line seven, Oliver Kingdom from BodyByOTactical.com. So what do you think about what we're talking about so far, Oliver? Man, look, uh, let's go back to Yankee Marshall. I mean, he made it plain in this last couple of videos here, last couple of days. Yeah, the gun world was divided. But the fastest way to unite the gun world is to say you're going to take our guns. At that point, it doesn't matter if you're black, white, Hispanic, uh, or what religion you are, where you grew up. You're going to take whose guns, and they didn't say we're going to take the guns or the additions or anything that modifies the gun from this sector over here. No, they just said we're just going to ban it all. Mm. So now you guys, you, well, congratulations. You pissed everybody off at the same time on the same level. So now you're going, it's going to be crazy. You're right. You come try to take my guns. I'm going to give it to you. Bullets first. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. The problem is you've got a lot of uh, gun so-called gun rights uh, supporters that are that are willing to, to to accept infringements like banning the bump stock and banning you know uh, capacity limits and stuff like that. I mean, uh, I, I know that uh, you Yankee Marshall and Never Enough Ammo, you guys were watching that live stream that happened a few days ago. Can you can you guys kind of tell us about that? And what your perspective is on it? Yankee Marshall, go for it. Uh, well, that chat was a perfect opportunity for everyone to come together and state that they do not accept compromise and unfortunately only one person did and that was tim from military arms channel now everyone else had the chance to stand up not to just make a platitude or say this or say something like we don't support this organization any longer because they obviously compromised and they didn't they mealy mouthed around about it they avoided the issues because like the last person said when th when someone comes for our guns we come together against that but unfortunately, there's so many people that make money off of first creating the situation where we have to come together mm. and then coming together with us once they can make a dollar off of it. Preach, brother. Preach. All right. So let me bring Matt um, back into the conversation. Never enough ammo. Line eight. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah, I'm getting some feedback there. But yeah, um, now the uh, yeah, I mean, we listened to the chat and we, we did our commentary on it. It was, you know. There were some there were some low points in there, and, and and you had a group of people. You had about half industry people. You had half people who you know have YouTube channels or whatever and, and voice their opinions. And you know when you when you start hearing things like, well, you know the the only way to get the NRA to stop doing the things you don't want them to do is to pay them more money. Mm -hmm. and, you know, and, and vote me into vote me into the to, 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 you know the board. It's, it's funny and, you, and, you say know, that. Guy, it's funny you say that because I got that phone call this week from the NRA. It's, hey, Mike, uh, this is the National Rifle Association. We'd like you to donate some money to us because you know we're having problems with people trying to take our rights away. Well, I said, you know what, uh, NRA? I said, well, what are you going to do about those bump stocks? So you guys 
is going to agree that we should, you know, get rid of bump stocks? She said, no, we're not going to agree to that. What we're going to do is we're just saying that we need to go back and evaluate it. I said, well, hold on there. I said, evaluate it. Didn't the ATF already evaluate the bump stocks and, uh, under the Obama administration and said that we can actually have bump stocks? So why are you why do you want to go back and rehash out what we've already hashed out? And she said, well, yeah. uh, I said, well, I tell you what, I'm not going to give you my money right now. Well, any 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 business, any business, when they have a crappy product, the way you fix it is by not buying the product. You don't keep buying a product you don't like. Go ahead, Matt. No, and, and the problem with with this whole thing with the NRA is, you know, they, they they make it seem like it's so simple and so innocent. Well, we just said let the ATF look at it. What they don't understand is, as the NRA, when they say something like that, what we get is what was it? Four days after they made that statement, we get Republicans introducing an anti-gun bill. Because they think, well, the NRA is not going to fight us on this, so let's go ahead and we get, we get H.R. 3999. I mean, this is the problem when you have a, an organization like that that has just done what it wanted to do for too long and just happens to be the biggest voice out there. Mm. And then when they, when they make a mistake, it's a huge mistake. So, of course, we need to do something to rectify the situation. We don't just keep shoveling money to them. I mean, you know, they, they're partially responsible for what happened in 86 and the assault weapons ban in 94. I mean, and they want to forget about that. that they don't want you to bring that yeah. up. So, I mean, it, it, you know, it's, it's an organization that, that I'm not going to say they need to be done away with, but I, I certainly am not going to give them any support anytime soon. Um, you know, I like the Gun Owners Association of America considerably better. Um, and and it, it's just a big, there's a problem there. There's a problem there, and, and the people that don't want to face it um, are either just willfully ignorant or they're getting something out of the NRA. All right, so uh, Oliver Kingdom, uh, Body by O Tactical, line seven. Yes. Um, look at it this way. I always say follow the money. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, it's a business. It's big business in division. It's big business in scare tactics. It's just big business, period, okay? And the issue that they're having, we're all having, people like us on the phone, we're not paid by the NRA to say anything. We're not paid by anybody to say anything. So when we, quote, unquote, keep it real, everybody gets afraid, everybody gets offended. But at the end of the day, don't tell me you're going to protect something of mine after I pay you. Now you sound like one of these rogue creatures. I'm going to protect you after you pay me. No, 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 it doesn't work like that. If I pay my membership dues, you should protect my ideals anyway because that's why I joined your organization. If you to turn around and say you're going to let the ATF look at it, wait a minute. Last I heard, Obama was supposed to be the worst one on guns, and under his administration, the ATF said it was okay. So why is it a problem now? Mm. Don't don't switch the script on me and throw me something and be like, well, I kind of need you to pay me a little bit more. No, nah, I'm good. I keep my money and buy ammo from my homeboy over there. That's on the other side of the line. How about that? <laughs> All right, so Yankee Marshall, uh, line nine, what you got to say about that? Well, you know, I've heard all this argument all before about the, how the NRA is our biggest voice. We've got to keep them alive, and we've got to support them, even if we've got to change them. And the way I look at it, they're only our biggest voice because we support them. If we move our support somewhere else, they're no longer our biggest voice. The power comes with us, not with them. And we can either spend a lot of time and a lot of money futilely trying to change an organization that has shielded themselves from change by the way they've organized their board and stuff now so that it doesn't really have any power. We can either spend a lot of time and money trying to fix something that's already broken, or we can just take our money somewhere that isn't broken, like these organizations that are no compromise. Mm, that's what I'm talking about. And you know what? Let me let me go back to uh, line seven, uh, body by O tactical, because I want to speak to the queen. I, need, I, I we, We're talking to the king. Now I want to talk to the queen. 
I want to know what the queen has to say about that. Let's bring the ladies into the conversation. Can you hear me? Hello. Hey, hi there. All right, get a little closer to it. All right. All right, there we go. All right, so what are your thoughts about what we're talking about? Um, come on, the the idea of taking so-called taking people's guns. Absolutely. Um. <laughs> honestly, I'm. I guess you I'm. I'm not really worried about it. I don't think they're actually going to try and take people's guns, especially like with everything that's going going on. So you want to take my guns when the Constitution said I can have guns. So. Unless they gonna come with like the highest of the train SWAT boys to come, you know, I'm saying going from door to door taking people guns. How are you going to take my guns? Like, you know, everybody that's walking around with a gun or have a gun at home, they don't just have it sitting up on display. I'm pretty sure most of the people with guns, you know, halfway decently trained. So you just gonna come take out guns just like that? I don't. Well, I'm they, not really worried about it well, when, they won't. It, when it down to it. They won't come after the guns. They'll come after our sights. They'll come after our binary triggers. They'll come after our bump stocks. They'll come after our magazines. They'll come after our muzzle devices, gas blocks. I mean, just any little accessory to a gun. You know what I'm saying? That's how they're going. That's how they're going to try to do this. They're going to try and nickel and dime us to death to where we, or to where we're back to muskets. Yeah, because the way this bill is actually written, this bill says that either you have to turn it into your local law enforcement officer, your chief law enforcement officer, or you need to destroy your bump stock or binary triggers and things of that nature. Well, the way they wrote this bill, they're saying that anything that increases the rate of fire. So, I mean, that could be literally um, uh, your finger. All right. Well, let me bring <laughs> back into the conversation, uh, uh, Matt, uh, never enough ammo. So what's your thought about that, Line 8? I'm sorry, you broke up there just a second. What was that? I say, so what's your thought about that? Because the bill, Matt, the bill says, and so this is it's, Matt. It's with, really open-ended. And and this is yeah, Matt really. with, with never enough ammo. The bill says, you know, pretty much, hey, you know, we're going to actually come after your, you know, anything that's going to alter the firearm, you know, whether it's a the rate of stock. Anything that alters the rate oh, of fire. Yeah. Right. And then you have yeah, to turn it, that into your chief law enforcement officer or you need to destroy it. It's ridiculously open-ended. It's ridiculously vague. Um, I mean, it could, you know, I understand it does use the term semi-automatic rifle, but first of all, how do you define what standard rate of fire is, much less what makes, I mean, is, is my finger, because I can shoot faster than somebody else, is that, is, that, is that a device that increases the rate of fire? You know, are we going to get to where you can't buy lone wolf uh, kits for your, for your Glocks, because that can technically increase the rate of fire, put a new sear in there? Um, you know, are, are, are Timony and Geisley triggers gone for AR-15s now because they can increase the rate of fire? It's, it's a ridiculously open-ended and vague bill that the, the ultimate end, the ultimate, you know, slippery slope argument for it is they eventually just want to go after anything semi-automatic, period, across the board. Um, it's, it's, it's a horrible bill. It's, 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 it's a true embarrassment that the, quote-unquote, supposedly pro-gun Republicans are even – you know, looking at this, much less there's nine of them sponsoring it. And we've been here before. We've been here with the Brady Bill. That's why we have oh, the yeah. Brady Bill. And, and and so we've been in this, this predicament once before. And it's going to be one of those situations where you sit here and you compromise with people, and then they're going to take a little more. They took way more than what they were supposed to take. But you know what? We're not going to do that anymore. It's not going to happen. That's not happening on my watch. I wasn't here back in 86 fighting for this, but I'm here in 2007, and I'm fighting for it, and you're not going to get it. 
All right, so we're talking with Oliver Kingdom, bodybyotactical.com. We're also talking with Never Enough Ammo. Uh, Matt's over there holding it down, let me tell you. We're talking with the Yankee Marshall. We're talking about the Second Amendment, talking about this bump stock bill. We're talking about binary triggers. We're talking about anything that's going to alter the rate of fire of your firearm. They say they want to take it. They're not only going to take it, they're going to either take it from you or they're going to make you turn to your chief law enforcement officer or make you destroy it yourself. And I say that if you think you're going to walk into the state of Texas and you're going to take something from me, a firearm or a firearm part from me, I say come and take it. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Peace. This is Maj Kure. You're listening to Come and Talk It Radio with Michael Cargill. made the right choice. Talk 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right. So someone asked, you know, where are the ladies today? Well, unfortunately, our co-host, uh, Janai, is, uh, she's, she had to work today at, at her shop. And then Olivia is not feeling well. She's at home, and she's but she's plugging away online right now. She <laughs> says she's getting breathing treatments. I don't know what that's all about and why she needs breathing treatments uh, because her fingers are working really fast. Uh, so she's typing away. And as Olivia, matter of fact, says, the state of Texas can take your kids for not vaccinating them, so you better kiss your firearms goodbye. And she says, oh, no, they're going to shut down the SHOT Show. Uh, no, we're not going to do any of that stuff, actually. You know, what do you think? I, it's it's pretty interesting because it's not uncommon actually for people that go to Shot Show to have a bunch of guns in their rooms. So I'm just curious to see what kind of policies are going to roll out since then. Actually, I've already seen some stuff change in Vegas uh, post the shooting. Uh, the Wynn Hotel has come out and posted no gun signs in their hotel room, in the hotels and their properties. I, I don't I don't know what's going to happen with that. I really don't. I I can't say that it's not. There, there's certainly going to be some complications there. I just don't know what. Yeah, and, and and I guess the Dallas Morning News did play the race card a little bit uh, this Saturday. On the front page of the Dallas Morning News, they had a, a picture of me um, holding a AR with a bump stock, you know, saying, woo, we need to ban these. Talking about, they're talking about you, Mike. <laughs> no, I, and hey, it goes back to, you know, when Ronald Reagan was governor of uh, California. You know, hey, you, you got a bunch of black guys at the, at the, the California Capitol. We need to start coming up with some type of... Uh, legislation let me bring back into the conversation oliver kingdom with body by o tactical.com sir yes sir a black man with a gun Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> so what so what's your thoughts about that well uh, considering the fact that um you got some muscles you wear tight shirts but you don't have a beard so you're not you don't have that military look to you like i do so i don't think you're too much of a threat but the bump stock yeah i think we're gonna have to lock you up for that <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not as scary and mean like you. <laughs> right, right. You, you give him that one eye side eye, you know. That's what I'm telling you. That's what I'm telling you. But I think it, it feeds the narrative, man. I mean, it feeds the narrative. It feeds the narrative. Because at the end of the day, if, if I can say, hey, these group of people, they look like this because back in the day, we thought they did this when they did that. Then let's make everybody just give up the guns. It's all feeding the narrative because uh, going back to what you said about Ronald Reagan and showing up at the courthouse, of course that was Huey Newton and the, and the Black Panthers. 
they didn't show up to just slap people. They showed up, look, we want y'all to stop terrorizing us and we try to do community service, just leave us alone. Now, what's, Basically, and that's the, go ahead. what's your take on the Las Vegas shooting? Oh, Las Vegas shooting. All right, now that's a big one because we got all these different stories out. No one's got a, you know, true facts on what really happened. Three different windows were open. We heard gunshots from several different directions and you name it. So now it's up in there. Everybody's looking at the government now. Like, what are you guys doing now? All right, Matt, never enough ammo. Line eight. <laughs> what's, what's your thought about the Las Vegas, Las Vegas shooting? Well, you know, I mean, I, I think I, I, I'm not too much into any conspiracy theories. I've seen enough, uh, you know, on it. I think it's just, you got a crazy guy. You got a crazy guy who wanted to make a name for himself. We still don't know why. I don't really care why. What I care about is, you know, that uh, people are, are trying to go after something that is not the cause of a problem when somebody snaps like that, you know. It doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter what tool they use. I mean, you're talking about a guy who was a pilot who was building a bomb in his car. There are, there are a hundred other ways he could have done damage to a lot of people that day. But, you know, at this point, you know, we, we, we don't even know what all guns he used. He had multiple guns there. We, we don't even know if every gun he used had a bump fire stock. Yet we've, we've fixated on this bump fire stock. I say we as, you know, the anti-gunners. You know, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a ridiculous argument. It's, it's a horrible tragedy. I mean, there's no doubt about that. It's a horrible tragedy. But... You know, it's this, it's this thing going on in our, our culture and our society where the media tries to push it. Is this, this is something that is, is, is uh, making things, you know, guns are making things worse. When we know crime has consistently gone down for almost 30 years as more and more guns are now circulating among more and more people in this country. There's a higher percentage of gun owners. There's more guns per capita now. And crime, the murder rate used to be well over 22,000 a year back in 1991, I believe. And now it's down to about 10. You know, more guns do not equal more crime. It's just facts. It's just pure statistics. Anybody can look it up, but they push this narrative. Whenever something like this specifically happens, you know, what, what, what do they like to say? Never let, a, never let a crisis go to waste. That's what they're doing here. You're absolutely right because it, we didn't see these people come out of the woodworks doing Oklahoma City. You had 168 people were killed in Oklahoma City. Yes, 680 people were injured. And he used a rental truck, fertilizer, and some Tannerite. But no, we didn't come out and ban rental trucks. We didn't stand in front of the rental truck company, Ryder, or U-Haul, and say we need to ban these trucks. Not at all. So none of that happened, so I don't know why they're doing it now. What's your take on that Yankee Marshall, line nine? Well, as far as the, the, what happened in Las Vegas, I mean, tragedies happen. There are things that happen all the time that are just unavoidable consequences of a free society. The problem comes when we turn them into something else, when we turn them into a rallying cry to try to prevent the unpreventable, and then they use that false rally cry to try to uh, foster false agendas. Now, do I understand why everything this guy was up to with all the guns he bought, et cetera? No, uh, and it'll probably be a long time. I'm actually a psychologist. That's my degree. And understanding a monster like this is hard, and I don't really hope that we ever do. don't really care, so I don't want to understand these kind of minds. But that whole notion that we can prevent these things, that's the problem. It's a false bill of goods that's sold to people by politicians who want them to surrender all their freedoms to the government so that the government can protect them under this pretense of we will stop these things from happening. And it's not possible. Hmm. All right, go ahead. Keep going. You're on the roll. Well, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's all gun laws are like that. All gun laws are like that. I, I don't want to sound like I'm on a soapbox here and I don't want to misrepresent myself. I don't want to, people think I'm some hardcore, no compromise gun rights guy because I'm really not. I consider myself a liberal person and I'm very open about that. I'm one of the few liberal gun channels. I will compromise when I think there is reason to compromise. If I think that I am actually getting, if I thought tomorrow 
that I could ensure that another child never died by banning guns, I would consider it. But the reality is no gun laws ever save lives, period. There's no factual basis for any gun law saving any life, background checks, waiting periods, any of them. All they are is, sur is us surrendering our freedoms for nothing in return. And that is why I'm no compromise. I, I tell you what, Yankee Marshall, I think you're my favorite liberal. Let me tell you. Matter of fact, you're the only you're the only liberal. You're probably the only liberal I listen to. I'm, let me tell you there. All right, let me go back to Oliver Kingdom, Body by O Tactical. And so, what, what are your thoughts about that, uh, Oliver? I mean, he, he hit the nail on the head. I mean, the reality of it is, um, for example, you're talking to a son of, of a cop, and all you do when you enforce or increase gun laws, you make it harder for the honest people. Perfect example. Gun laws are just like uh, uh, speed speed signs, road signs. You speeded on the way to the radio station that you broke a law today. I sure and did. I, 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 you know me. You and you know me. <laughs> so, and, and guess what? All they can do increase they can increase the fine, but it's not going to stop you from speeding. Like you said, you know you're not going to stop one crazy person from acting a fool. It's not going to happen. And then again, stats are proven. Not one gun law. Allegedly, I was racing, but that, I'm not going to say that See, too loud. Last week, you was racing Olympia, I'm sure, but nonetheless. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. There you go. But like every, everybody's correct, the problem is when you enforce gun laws, it only affects the people on this radio station right now and on this phone because we're going to follow the rules. We're going to color within the lines, per se. But the bad guys, you can't. Bad people are going to do bad things. Take the guns from all the good people, and bad people are going to run around with guns and do whatever they want. Mm -hmm. All right, never enough ammo. Matt, what you got to say about that, line eight? No, no, I mean, it's, it's you know, it, it's spot on. I mean, it, criminal. It, it, we've been saying this for decades, and, and the other side just doesn't get it. it. You know, criminals don't pay attention to the law. It's a real simple concept. It's the reason why they're criminals in the first place. But yet we still have to have this conversation every time somebody says, well, we got to do this. Well, we got to do that. No, no, we don't. It doesn't it doesn't solve the problem. So why why are we even talking about it? And ultimately, the end result is we're talking about it because there are people out there with an agenda that are pushing this narrative that, oh, we just want to stop bad things from happening. No, you don't. It, it, gun control This is another thing we say all the time. Gun control is not about guns. It's about control. Mm. And it's a, it's a tried and true design throughout history when, it, when, it, when a government or a king or, or whoever or a pharaoh, the first thing they want to do when they want complete control over their population is they disarm the population. It, that's just how it has always consistently been. I mean, the, the, we cannot believe that these people in these high positions of power are stupid enough to think that more gun laws will actually stop things like this from happening. They don't believe that. They just want the guns. So they convince the masses that, oh, it's all about stopping crime. And they know better than that. They know that's not what it's about. You're right. I, I tell you, when I was in that little meeting today with uh, State Representative Hinojosa, um, the last thing she said to me before we left was, you know, if I call you up and, and invite you to a meeting so we can talk about gun safety for kids, you know, would you would you attend? I said, absolutely. I'm all about protecting kids. You know, that's why I carry my gun so I can protect all the babies. That's what it's about. <laughs> Speaking of which, any Walking Dead fans here? Because it's exactly what Negan did whenever he came into uh, the camp as well. Was the first thing he did was take the guns. Mm. You are you are talking to somebody who has been doing a Monday Night Walking Dead podcast for seven years. There you go. That's the first thing he did, <laughs> so, and man. Yeah. And I, t I, I tell you, like that the moment that happened, I was like, no, don't give him up, don't give him up, and you could feel that tension there. Yep. All right, Yankee Marshall, come on back in here and get some of this. Line nine. Well, you know, 
I feel like I've been pontificating on my own opinion here for a while. And I don't want to soapbox too much. But I did want to go back to one thing, and I hope you don't mind me changing the topic just a little. Change it. Go for it. Someone else said earlier, but they're not coming for our guns. Well, a lot of people think too big. They think that, okay, they're going to outlaw guns, and then they're going to come get all of us and take our guns away from us. That's not what they're going to storm our houses. That's not what they're going to do. They create these insidious little laws where you'll go to a gun range one day, and someone will be like, your gun's firing just a little too fast. And then suddenly you, as an individual, are a felon because they find out you've got a, you know, a lighter trigger in your gun than supposed to be there. Now you can't own guns. And they'll do that to someone else and someone else and someone else and someone else until they quiet all the voices until guns just fall out of popularity because what's the point of having them if every time you go to the range with one you're going to risk being a felon? And they don't have to have this grand operation of marching the troops in. They'll take us out one by one, those of us that are the most visible, and then wait for people's forgetfulness to take hold when they forget what it was like to actually have freedom. Yeah, you're, you're, and it's funny you say something like that because I, I, when I have someone on the show who's like um, pro-anybody, whether it's pro-whatever president or dis-president, pro-Trump or whatever – you know, they'll say to me, like someone say, well, you know, make sure you don't bash, you know, you know, our guy. OK, well, you know what? Let me tell you something. I'm not I'm not, I don't please, I don't. My allegiance is not to anyone. My allegiance is to the people. My allegiance is to the Second Amendment and protecting the Second Amendment and what that actually means. Uh, so I'm not going to pre, you know, I'm not going to pledge my allegiance to anyone like that at all. Uh, and, and we need to get away from that. Let me go back to um, body by old tactical because uh, well. Before we go to the hard break, I'm going to go hard. We're going to go real hard. And I want to go back to line seven, body battle tactical. I'm going to ask you this. Let's do it. Let's talk about uh, taking a knee because that's something that does divide us. Should we take a knee mm. or not take a knee? And what is that well, really all about? Well, we, there you go. We got to talk about what it's really all about. Taking the knee it has nothing to do with the flag. I'm a veteran, so we can go ahead and kill all the disrespect to the flag right now. Uh, taking the knee was about police brutality in the urban neighborhoods. That's what it's about. Because what happened was we were putting the troops and the first responders up on a pedestal as if they were better than the people. And I'm glad you're doing this with the Second Amendment because now we're going back to the Constitution. Who's more important to the Constitution? Just the flag as an emblem? Or is it the people that the Constitution is supposed to protect, or the law enforcement, or the military? And because you have you have family, for and you have family in law enforcement. My dad was the first black cop in Lake County, uh, Florida. Okay, so you, so you so you're not bashing but, law enforcement. You're saying, hey, there's a problem no, there. There's a problem because the reality of it is, there are bad cops. They're bad trainers. They're bad law enforcement. I mean, I'm sorry. They're bad firearm instructors. They're bad people that work at McDonald's. Okay, <laughs> so we can't act like anybody works at McDonald's. I don't want to say anybody works at McDonald's. Nonetheless, look, look here. Don't, you, uh, you don't don't jump on the fry person because you know you know. I, I, not, everybody I, is bad except for the fry person at McDonald's. Okay, okay. Point, right, we're good. <laughs> and what happens is we lose a connect because the reality of it is. People treat people different based on what they've experienced in their lives. Do I think there should be more black cops in areas where they're sensitive to that culture? Of course, it is what it is. But the reality of it is, don't tell me that you are a trained professional if you say you fear for your life just by walking up to a black person with a hoodie, some Skittles, and some teeth. Mm. Don't do that. 
that's a totally different scenario. Don't tell me that a gentleman says, hey, I have my concealed carry, my, my gun's in here, uh, my, my wife's in here, my daughter's in the back, and you shoot me because you fear for your life. Nice try, bro. You're not trained, you're scared, you're in the wrong profession, you're a bad person. Like That's the, what taking a knee is about. Did you see that, uh, that officer that we watched that had a panic attack this week? Right. Okay. Right. That means you, you don't have training. Now, if, if you're a cop and you don't have that kind of training, you know what? I'm not going to blame you. I'm going to blame your sheriff and I'm going to blame your police chief for not, for not getting funding into that department to get people like me to come train you. All right. So let I'm me, you let, me yeah. go, let me go back to Matt. Uh, never enough ammo. What's your thought about that, Matt? Uh, you know, it is a, a big, big, big topic. But it's I mean, a huge topic. If it, if it comes, it comes, comes to cops. I have been consistently, um, and in the circles I swim in, it has not made me popular. I am one of those people who has a very healthy distrust for law enforcement. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm all about personal freedom and liberty for everybody, and I have seen plenty of, of situations where there has been police abuse, um, where it was just plain wrong. Now that doesn't mean it's all there, and that doesn't mean when I listen to some of these people that talk about it like it's something that's systemic and happens all the time that I'm like, okay, well, maybe you're, because I've seen people blow up situations where I look at it from a, from a, just a middle ground perspective and go, well, clearly the guy was in the wrong. That's why he, you know, got beat up or whatever. But in general, I, I you know, I don't trust anybody that the government puts in charge of us to tell us what to do to enforce their laws. That's just how I am. Um, but I, I do think there's a problem. And, 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 you know, you talked about just a little while ago, the, the, there is a percentage of every, you know, Population, whether what, regardless of what their vocation is, let's say it's ten percent of everybody is a douchebag, right? And, and, and the difference was when ten percent of cops are a douchebag, people can get shot, as opposed to when ten percent of people that work at McDonald's are a douchebag. Mm. That's that's the problem here. It's not that there is more people that are cops that are you know bad people or douchebags or whatever. It's just that when they go bad, bad things happen to people that shouldn't have happened. And that's why we have to police the police. We have to watch them. We have to hold them accountable for what they do. To, uh, they, they should be held to a higher standard than we, the citizens. Yet time and time again, I see how they're held to a lesser standard. How I'm, I, you know, I, I'm just not a fan of that. I mean, as far as the flag thing goes, I mean, or not the flag, but the kneeling thing goes, I, I don't really care that much. Um, I, I, people should be able to do what they want to do. I, I do think it's, it's you know, if, if, there's, if there's a situation where you're doing something that's affecting uh, the, the company you work for's bottom line, I mean, their job is to sit there and, and make money for their, for their employers. Then, All right, hold, know, so hold I mean, on, Matt. We come back from the hard break. We're going to hear what you okay. got to say about that. We're going to talk right. to Yankee Marshall about that. Uh, we're talking with Oliver Kingdom with BodyBioTactical.com. Talking about should we take the knee and not take the knee. We're talking about the Second Amendment. We have an event in November. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Coley on Noir, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. Welcome back to Come and Talk It, and now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so let's get back to talking about this rally on November the 5th. That's right, because John says, hey, hope to hear more about that November 5th rally from Matt uh, never enough ammo. So, Matt, on line eight, go ahead and tell us about that rally one more time. What do you want to do? What do you want to accomplish? How are we going to do this? Let's line it out for me. All right. So, well, well the first thing, uh, I've got a Facebook page set up for it. It's you hop on Facebook, you just type in 2A Capital Rally. Uh, capital with an O, because we are talking about the official Capitol building. 
Um, 2A Capital Rally, we're using the hashtag uh, 2A Rally 2017. Um, the idea is, is pretty simple. We're trying to get as many people there. We're going to get some people there to speak. Um, we're going to be there uh, that morning, 10 o'clock in the morning. We'll stay till everybody's, uh, you know, ready to go get something to eat probably. <laughs> Uh, whenever that might be. But the idea is to make it open and inclusive. This is about gun rights. This is not about political opinions. This isn't about being conservative or, or you know, being Christian or being anything. We're not putting – this is – every gun rights should be important to everybody. And we, I want to be there um, to, to answer questions when the media walks up, when somebody who might be anti-gun walks up. I, I, I want people to be there to answer those questions because people need to understand that gun rights – are about everybody, and it doesn't matter your background, your religion, your race, your political persuasion, it doesn't matter. Uh, the people that have been convinced that guns are evil are the people that are being deceived. And, you know, again, I don't agree with Antifa whatsoever, but if Antifa really did, the, 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 the more liberal-leaning side of, of Antifa, which there are some, if they really did care about, quote-unquote, fascism, wouldn't they be in support of the Second Amendment? Yet so many of them seem to be more or less anti-gun. Um, and, and I think there's, there's this... this, this issue there where we need to in a calm way in a civil way without showing up dressed up like we're in a militia with an ar ak slung over our back be willing to meet somewhere stand up for our rights be a united voice and at the same time be there to educate people and, and inform people of, of what is so important about the second amendment why gun rights are so important in this country so that you know maybe maybe we don't change everybody's mind but you know maybe maybe you change one person's mind who then goes on to talk to somebody else and so on all right, so let me go to uh, let's go to uh, Yankee Marshall. So November the fifth, ten a.m. Two A Capital Rally. It's called the Two A Capital Rally. It's ten a.m. on November the fifth. Man, uh, Yankee Marshall, you going to come down here? You going to try to make it down to Texas and and help us out? Well, if I if it turns out I can make it to Texas, I would gladly make it to Texas. If not, I'll go my one here. Because uh, you're going to try to you're going to put something on in your state on the same day, correct? Yeah, and, you know, if it looks like I could do more good down there, I'll, I'll do more good down there. But uh, I'm all for it. Well, definitely, I'm a firm believer in these things. Now, I will say that it's always – you have to be careful when you organize these types of things, especially nowadays where, you know, you get a group of people together and someone has figured out, well, all you got to do is put one Yahoo in the crowd to antagonize the police, and suddenly it's bad press. So we are going to have to be careful. We are going to have to police ourselves and those next to us. But I'm all for it. Uh, that that yeah, that's when you have uh, people from uh, not even us. They're not Second Amendment individuals. No. That's someone else that's putting someone in the in the crowd to actually agitate the crowd a little bit. And we 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 tend to do a, a really well with that in Texas. We try to you know we definitely do a really good at keeping that from happening. We're not going to allow someone to antagonize us uh, to allow us to you know come out of the box and forget the message because we're going to stay on message. We're going to stay on target. This is about the second yeah. amendment. This is about us coming together as one organization. And Matt, yeah. real quick, uh, this is Justin with Lone Star Gun Rights. Can you shoot me a message over to Lone Star Gun Rights, your contact info, so we can talk after this so we can see how we can help sure, you as well? Sure, not, not a problem. Not a problem. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with our page or not, but just shoot us a message. I'll see it, and I'll, I'll get in contact with you. Yeah, that okay. way we can share all this information. Cross, oh, And then Yankee Marshall, you do the same thing. Uh, we need to make sure we share all this information across all different networks. Uh, say, hey, November the 5th, we all need to come together and, and go to our respective state capitals and stand up for the Second Amendment and let them know that we're going to draw the line in the sand. We're, cause oh, yeah. I wanna I'm all for that. I definitely want to turn Texas into a firearms freedom state. We're going to draw the line. Texas is a firearm freedom state, however you want to call it, you know, whatever you want to name, whatever hashtag you want to use, uh, we're drawing the line in the sand. 
All right, so let me now, go back. I get to address that last topic because I, I kind of have something to say on that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I want to talk about what you all were talking about, about the kneeling thing. Sure, it go for it. kind of plays along with what you just said a minute ago about how people will bring in controversy to distract us from what's really going on, the real message. And with the kneeling thing, I'm not going to kneel. I'm a veteran. I'm not going to kneel, even no matter where it's played. Uh, uh, you, you can kneel wherever you want because as far as I'm concerned, that's what every veteran fought for, your right to kneel, especially when you're bringing attention to something that's important like violence of police officers against minorities. And – I'm okay with you doing it. Now, I'd be different if this was at a ball game. I'd be a little different if you were doing that at like a veteran's funeral. Then I might have more of a problem with you. But at a ball game, if you want to kneel during the anthem, you want to take a knee, that's your business. It's not my business. I don't care. Uh, and as far as the violence of police against blacks, I, mean, I don't know if you've noticed. If you've ever seen one of my videos, I'm, you might be able to tell I'm not black. But I You're not. Get accused. No, I'm not. Uh, believe me, I'm not. Well, gosh uh, darn it, somebody lied to me. Let me talk to my producer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, I firmly believe that police are out of hand. I, I don't know why we're living in a community where we have l the lowest crime rates in 40 years, but they're constantly screaming, we need more police and we need more heavily armed police. That sounds like the opposite of what we need. It doesn't seem like we do need that. It seems like the only reason you would need that is if you wanted private standing armies in every city that can handle people who get out of line. So I'm, and you know, with, with the Philando Castile thing, it really broke my heart that the NRA was silent on that. I have videos on that. I have videos, Philando Castile, the police can obviously murder you for being armed. I have another video called Black and Armed, The Ultimate Threat. I don't care what color someone is. If they are acted against by police simply because they're armed, that's, a, that's an attack on all of us. Mm. And, I mean, you're right. And, and, and honestly, I don't think it's about necessarily about blacks. I, I think it's, it's, it's a mentality. There's a mentality in law enforcement where an officer does something that clearly violates the law. They clearly break the law. The problem is they're not being prosecuted. That's what the issue is. Well, and the pro problem is also, you know, Matt said, you know, 10% of people are douchebags anyway. Well, there are some professions that attract more douchebags. So I would say the equation is probably higher in certain professions. But here's the thing. Even if only one out of 10 officers is bad and does something bad, the other nine officers who turn their back or turn or gate their gaze or avert their gaze and, you know, say we don't violate the thin blue line, they're also bad now. Mm. So until they start standing up, and we, not good either. And we need to do this concept here. You know, you have commercial drivers. You have truck drivers that drive our, our, our highways across this country because everything goes by truck. They have a CDL is what it's called, commercial driver's license. They're held to a much higher standard. A commercial driver, they're, they're driving all the time. They have the stress of you cutting in front of them, hitting your brakes, you know, trying to save your life because they're driving an 80,000 uh, 80, pound bomb is what they're driving. And they're held to a much higher standard, even when they're in their personal vehicle. If they get uh, over a certain amount, I think it's .04, then it's a DWI for a commercial driver. They're held to a much higher standard. We need to get to that for law enforcement where they're held because that's your job. That is your profession. You should be held to that high standard because you know the law. You've been trained well, in the law. So there should be no reason why you break the law. But let me go well, to. Training uh, has changed a lot. But hold that thought. Let me go to Oliver. Oliver with uh, Body Bio Tactical. What's your thought? Yeah, it's 100% um, it's correct. Like I said, you, we have to hold them to a higher standard. Don't put them on a pedestal and then hold them to it when they make a mistake. And he's correct. Yeah, 
They just happen to have a few more douche bags. And on the top of that, it's different from them dropping my fries on the floor at McDonald's. You're actually out here killing people. People have to live with that or go live. Okay, I think we lost him. We have to get him back here. Let me go to Matt. Because uh, we got yeah, definitely got to get that back. I want to hear what he has to say about that. All right, Matt, never enough ammo. What's your thought? Uh, well, I mean, you know, there's again, this is a this is a, a big topic. You know, it's huge. You're talking about, yeah, I mean, you know, when it when it comes when it comes, I have a healthy distrust. You know, fixing the problem exactly like what Yankee said. We've got to have the people that are in there that can do the most good. Other other officers have have got to be able to to stand up. And and sometimes they don't stand up because they're also douchebags. Sometimes it's because they feel pressure. You know, um, I've, I've got law enforcement in my family. And, 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 you know, I've had conversations with them about the same thing. And, you know, we've got to have people inside there stand up. It, it, it does good to, to stand up and say something about when we, as, as just regular citizens, see something, that, that's fine and we've got to continue to do that. You know, but we, we've got to convince people that are inside that you can't let this happen because there are good cops and there are people that genuinely want to protect and serve and, and, and help, the, help their communities and things like that. Um, it, it, it's it, we've got to convince them that they need to speak out, and I know occasionally they do. You know, sometimes it happens, but it just far too often it doesn't. And, and we need those people on our side. Otherwise, it's just going to come down to a situation where you just can't trust the police. Period. Because you can't rely that that even when something obviously bad does happen, that there's going to be any consequences for it, or there's going to be any justice for it. Hmm. Okay. Let me go back to Yankee Marshall. Line nine. Go ahead, Yankee. Oh, man, we lost him. All right. There we go. There we go. Okay. Look at that. I'm getting a little bad echo. Someone called in over me. All right, we'll get that fixed there. All right, so with, you know, we're definitely talking with Yankee Marshall. We got a, and he's a YouTuber. We're talking with Never Enough Ammo. Uh, Matt over there is is holding it down. Matt's putting together a rally. He wants every every state in the United States. We want everyone that's pro Second Amendment to be at your state capital in Texas. We want to be right here in Texas on November the fifth at ten a.m. Listen to speakers and talking about standing up and defending our Second Amendment rights. We want to make sure that we don't get. This bill passed talking about banning any type of triggers or bump stocks or anything that's going to alter the rate of fire for your firearms. That's what we're talking about. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Folks, this is Doug Man Jones. <laughs> And I get my gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talk It. Making talk radio great again. Somebody has to come out and tell it like it is. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. That's right. We get knocked down, but we get back up again because we're all going to come together on November the 5th at our respective state capitals. We're going to do it right here in Texas. November the 5th at 10 a.m. at the Texas State Capitol. It's called the 2A Capitol Rally. 
Look it up. 2A Capital Rally. And we're going to come together and talk about that. Let me bring back into the conversation Oliver with BodyBioTactical.com. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I thank Antifa hacked our phones, man. Kicked us off the line, man. Here we go. Let's do it. All right. So, yeah, they do that sometimes. <laughs> but where, where were we? I was, I, I, was, I was in the middle of it. Where were we? Where were we at? All right. So we're, ta we're talking about, you know, we're, we're going back and forth about, you know, holding law enforcement to a much higher standard. Right. Or, you know, right. because they're professionals. Right, exactly. Now, <laughs> with that being said, take 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 this example. I'm prior military, and uh, of course, I know Yankee Marshall's prior military. We didn't have this issue with MPs and security forces on base. Why is that? That's just they're held to a higher standard. We pay them to think. It's their job to think. They know when and when not to pull the trigger. They're trained so much that they are not to fire unless fired a pump. Think about it. Why in the world would you put the police department up there as if they're adjacent to the military as first responders, but you train them differently? And then you have the audacity to give a military weapon. I'm not opposing that. All I'm saying is, as a veteran, when I had a firearm downrange or even in the States, I was not to fire until fired upon. What kind of training does that entail? Why are we just letting cops shoot because they fear for their lives? Mm. I mean, let's be honest. My shirts are tight. I'm really dark-skinned, and I have a beard, and I have a mean look on my face. I expect you to fear for your life when I walk by you in a bathroom at Walmart. <laughs> oh, not me. I'm trying to piss on your leg just to piss you off and run out. You better not. You better not. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. I, I've served 12 years in the Army. You're absolutely correct. Right. You know, we, we didn't have these issues, and that's what I don't understand. That's why it's so confusing to me, you know, because um, I did MP work. I, You know— you, Military police, this was not an issue. This is never an issue with with right. you know, this day and age, with our military being deployed downrange, we don't have these issues at all. So why is right. this so difficult for law enforcement? Why do we give them so many different excuses here at home? So let me go back to... Uh, well, let's be fair. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Let's be fair. And I'm getting this information from my, my dad, who's a retired captain in Lake County, Florida, uh, the Sheriff's what happens is, you got to understand, these police departments and these sheriff's departments, most of them are private. The state doesn't run them. So, and they get a budget from the state, but they're not governed by the state. You see what I'm saying? That's why martial law is such an issue right now. But it, it, as crazy as this is about to sound, martial law in the aspect of the military policing society, okay, instead of the police department, instead of the sheriff's department, we will have these issues. But it's extremely difficult for me to train these guys on a $20,000 budget. See? Mm. You're right. You're right. Absolutely right. All right. So let me let me go back to uh, Yankee Marshall. All right. So we're coming together to a to a capital rally. It's going to be 10 a.m. November the 5th. We're doing it here in Texas. Yankee say he's going to do it up there in Washington state. Um, but what's your thought on what we're talking about there, Yankee? Uh, well, which topic are we talking about now? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're all over the place right now. It's OK. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I'm. I firmly believe in pretty much everything that's been said. I haven't really objected to anything anyone said here. I totally and see agree. that, and that's and uh, that's I like that because you know you're and because you're not a Republican and you know and I'm actually I'm actually the executive director for Texas for Common Government, which is a transpartisan organization, which we have you know members from the Democrat Party, the Republican Party, the Green Party, the Libertarian Party, uh, no party. You know, everyone you know comes together, and we we actually try to find some common ground to work on on different issues. Now, just the one area well, that I don't always, compromise on, I actually don't compromise on the Second Amendment. But go ahead, Yankee. 
I was always a Republican. I grew up a Republican. I worked for, uh, you know, Bush Sr. when I was in college. I helped, I worked to volunteer for Reagan. I, you know, the only Democrat I've ever voted for was Clinton, his second term. Uh, the idea that everyone, you know, is either Democrat or Republican, I'm, I'm independent. You know, I, I just got away because I don't feel either party represents anybody anymore. Mm. No one falls into those ideologue categories that you have to fall into to belong to either party anymore. Mm. None of us are that one-dimensional, you know. So I think I think the time for parties is past. So uh, you know, I prefer being an independent. I prefer being a liberal-minded independent, a classical liberal. And as far as other terms like Green Party, Republican Party, etc., as far as I'm concerned, parties are outdated. All right, and let me go to Matt. I want to get Matt uh, with the never. Enough ammo, never enough ammo. I love that name, by the way. Never enough ammo, because it's true. You can never have enough ammo. Uh, exactly. and, and now's a great time for us to buy ammo because it's cheap now. There's a lot of it, and I can stack up on it just as much as I want. So, let, what do you yeah. have to say to the people? We got. Uh, I'm gonna give you two minutes to say what you got to say about the November the fifth in everything. Uh, well, you know, I hope everybody goes to the Facebook page. I've got the Facebook page set up to where, you know, uh, it's ultimately, I mean, I'm running the page. So, I mean, everything on there you can post anywhere to, to organize for Texas. And then I've got separate events laid out on that page for every other state. So if you don't know where to go and you happen to be in another state, you can go there and find your state through there. Or just post on there and, and, and hook up with us in Austin. We're looking for all groups, everybody. If you're pro-gun out there, you're part of an organization, a gun shop, you, you make – AR parts, whatever it is, we want you to come down. We got to be unified. We got to show some support. Um, so uh, just uh, sign up for, for notifications on the Facebook page, so you'll know what's going on. I'm going to be posting videos on YouTube regularly to keep everybody updated and posting on that Facebook page. And what's that as Facebook as, page again? It is Two A Capital Rally, capital with an O instead of an A, because we are talking about a building. But yeah, Two A Capital Rally. And uh, yeah, I hope everybody goes out there and and uh, checks it out. Hope to see everybody. Hope to see a whole lot of people there on the on the fifth. Okay. And um, go ahead. No, I just wanted to address what what Yankee was saying as far as politics and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's, it's the same way I, I feel about guns. And like I was talking about earlier, you know, gun rights are an issue for everybody. Politics, you know, background, color, religion should matter. Should matter. And, and that's how I feel about most things. Most things that uh, I care about, uh, you know, are about just individual rights and freedoms. People should be able to do what they want as long as you're not hurting anybody else. Who cares? I mean, I, I tend to fall. I guess I'm not a part of any political party. Um, you know, if, if you got to sum me up, I guess I'm more libertarian than anything else. But, you know, we should just, you know, you do you, right? Like, just, you, I should be able to own whatever guns I want. You know, there should be other people who should be able to smoke their weed. Other people should be able to marry who they want. Who cares? As long as nobody's affecting your life, I really don't care. Um, I do think the time for parties that try to force everybody to check all these boxes. Okay, well, if you're going to be a Republican, you've got to meet, you've got to agree with all these things. If you're going to be a Democrat, you've got to agree with all these things. Nobody is like that. There, there's nobody. There, gray areas everywhere. Nothing's black or white. We are human beings, and we don't all agree on everything. And people need to start uh, living their lives that way. All right. So let me go to uh, Oliver. Um, body by O Tactical. Yes, sir. All right. So what you got to say to the people? Two minutes. Man, look, uh, hit us up at bodybyalltactical.com. We're here for you. We love you. We're going to make sure. I mean, I'm not worried about them taking your guns. Then if they do try to take your guns, you'll be trained enough to keep your guns. Bodybyalltactical.com. We love y'all, man. <laughs> All right. So you, are you going to come down to uh, to Austin on November the 5th? I'll be looking for I'm you. I'm going to have to check. With, i, I got to be honest with you. I don't want to lie to you because, uh, you know, the queen, she, she, she's the logistic planner behind everything Bodyball Tactical because she's the smarter one, and she's got my calendar on lock. So I'm going to have to check with her 
first before I make a mistake and mistake something like get in trouble. All right, and I hear that radar detector going off too, so you might want to slow down. We don't want to hear you get beat up. Nope. nope. <laughs> I break, break laws, baby. I break laws. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, so let me go back to Yankee Marshall. Yankee, what you got to say to the people in about two minutes? Uh, well, I don't really have a whole lot to close out, just to tell everybody to stand up for your Second Amendment rights. Don't count on other people to do the work for you, even the NRA. Uh, stand up and be counted. There are too many paid players in this game that are paid way too much to ever let the game end. So just be careful who you support. And that includes me. I, I like to always say, people like to always say, I like you because you never sold out. That's only because no one's ever offered me enough money. So be careful who you support. And then I want to say one more thing. You said you like Never Enough Ammo's name. I just wanted to say that's not what he shows up on as my phone when he calls me. So if you want to know what that is, just sit there and email. <laughs> Uh-oh, he called you out now. All right, now we're getting some good stuff. All right, well, let me go back to Matt one more time. Matt, I'm going to give you a couple more minutes there. Go ahead, Matt. Tell him again. Oh, no, man. You know, I mean, I mean, we, we got to keep fighting. We got to do everything we can do. Uh, there's, there's a lot going on right now when you got – when you got Republicans who, who are willing to sponsor anti-gun bills, um, and no offense to anybody who likes Trump, but, uh, you know, you can't trust a man who, who goes purely by what's popular to defend our rights. You know, if he's some, he thinks something's popular because you know, it came from Republicans, he's liable to sign off, off on it. We have to keep the fight going for ourselves. Don't worry about I mean, you support the organizations you want to support. If you want to support the NRA, that's fine. Um, that's just your call, but but don't expect that that to be all you have to do. You don't just send somebody a check, regardless of who they are, and then stop there. Um, that's not what our country's founded on. That's not where we came from. That's not where we need to go. We need to all individually stand up, be counted, be loud about our rights. This is this is this is this is one of those core rights that helps to protect the others. You know, and it's, I know that's an overused saying, but it's true. It's very true. It's what helped found our country, um, and, and we we have to continue to fight for this day in and day out. Even when you think that everything's good, a lot of people got complacent when Trump got into office, and then we had the House and the Senate. A lot of people got complacent over the last ten months. And, and this is what happens when, when people get complacent. You know, no, no good pro-gun bills were pushed through, and we all kept just kind of going, oh, yeah, everything's good. we got to keep fighting, even when we think our side's winning. All right, so let me go to uh, Justin here, Lone Star Gun Rights. Justin, you're going to be there on November 5th, right? I will. Yes, I will. And uh, Matt, reach out to me, and we'll, uh, we'll see how we can help. Uh, yep. All right, so who we, we bridged uh, – uh, Man, I, I, I think we did some good stuff here because we were able to come together on one common ground, one subject and talk about, you know, this rally, uh, talk about a couple other different things. And I, I think we're able to accomplish a lot here today. And we agree on a lot. We agree more with more stuff than we actually disagree on. And even if we disagree on some things, it's OK. You know what? Because, you know, we're not married to each other. So we, it's OK for us to disagree without being disagreeable. And keep it, keep this in mind also. I hope that this president is not going to be the Republican president that bans anything, because keep this in mind that under President Obama, we got national parks. We were able to carry a firearm in national parks, and that was signed by Obama. He actually gave us bump stocks. His NRA gave us bump stocks. His NRA gave us the SIG brace. So I hope that this, this Republican president is not going to be the president that bans something. I hope we don't get another ban or, or some other you know, type of background check or something like that. As always, more guns equals less crime. Go out and buy yourself a gun. You've been listening to Come and Talking with Michael Cargill.
winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.